and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we'll be discussing spoilers, so here is your warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And we are going to start with Five Minute Masters because we decided that we have to do that every time now. (laughs) (laughs) And this one was truly our most five minute masters. Yes, it was literally researched over the last five minutes. Yes. Um, should I start us off? Well, that's tradition. So why do so many Icelanders still believe in invisible elves? Good question. Apparently, according to a 1999 survey, 54% of Icelanders believed in elves. Huh. Which, I mean, that's an old, it's 1999. That was, what, 20 years, 10 years, 10, 10 years ago? Time is an illusion. (laughs) Um, but yeah. that's That's... It's 20 years. 20? Holy shit. It's okay. 20. It's not, it's not 2009. So. <laughs> so yeah. So things may have changed, but this is, uh, I got this from an article in uh, October 29th, 2013. Okay. So okay. I mean, older. certainly that, you know. Yeah. I was doing the, I was doing the random button on Google and this yeah, came up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just talking about how um, they're doing like land surveys and Thinking about building roads in Iceland. Right, but you can't build them in certain places because that's where the fairies are. That's because they're, they're elves. Right. Well, they call them elves. I mean. And the, in the article, it distinguishes them as not fairies from the UK and not, um, like, minuscule elves. But then it says, sure, like, sure. they vary in size between centimeters and meters. And yeah. it's like, okay. I then. mean, you don't got to tell me about fairy folklore, <laughs> my friend. Um, but, yeah, they just talk about how there's, like... A lot of, basically most of the the article is just quoting um, this person who's a a fairy, what do they say? A graying and spectacled seer who operates an elf garden in uh, the place that they're from, because I can't pronounce it. Yeah, Icelandic (laughs) words are hard. Hanafadur? Maybe. Somewhere like that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's like, they point out... uh, elf churches uh-huh. and they're like elves are just like us they go to work they go to church sure um and you can't tell them from a human except for if you get close enough to see their face like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then there's a picture of the little uh the uh elf church it looks like a boulder yep um and then later on in the article <laughs> there's this guy who's tr- truck flipped and then when later on there was a boulder by the truck and he's like, that boulder saved my life. And then they were going to build a road through mm-hmm. this place. And he's like, you better ask the fairies if we can move their boulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no. so they consult the seer. Yeah. He's like, there are three fairies that live in that boulder. And they said, it's fine if you mold it, move it as long as you put it on a place with grass. That's good. Yeah. No, I, I have heard about this whole <laughs> phenomenon of like, Elf places being really important yeah. to, like, Icelandic infrastructure. Right? I mean, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. And you can't touch it because there's elves that live there. It's a great way to conserve nature. Be like, it really no, the is. Elves it's, are like, a great mad. excuse. Like, I mean... Yeah. I want to see if there's any other pictures. I think it's just... Yeah. It's just... There's more to it, but that was just sort of fun and funny. Yeah. You know... Yeah, I like that. So it's very you know, interesting. Before you, you know, go bulldozing something, don't only just you know have them survey for like cords and power lines and stuff. How they come out and spray, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe consult a local seer. 
Yeah, make sure there's no elves. Make sure there's no elves, and if there are, get their permission. Yes. Because they'll, they'll probably give you permission. It's prob- just, just, you just have to ask. You just have to ask. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to tell you about Calamity Jane. So, uh, Calamity Jane was born Martha Jane Canary. Oh, that's uh, a good name, too. Yeah, I know. Um, in uh, 1852. Um, so, it's hard to know uh, the truth about her early life because most of the information that we have on her comes from an autobiographical booklet, which was written for publicity purposes. <laughs> So, it, that's kind of the interesting thing about her is that it's, like, kind of hard to know what's true. You know, she was one of those frontiers people with their larger-than-life stories, mm-hmm. and that was their livelihood. Yeah. And so, it, it's, we can't, you know, it, it's hard to say how true any of this story is, and it's not really verifiable. Yeah. Um... She was the oldest of uh, six children. Uh, She had two brothers and three sisters. Um, And when she was a teenager, um, they went, the whole family went by wagon train from uh, Missouri to Virginia City, Montana. But both of their parents died. On the way. Well, mom died on the way of pneumonia, and then dad died uh, about a year after they arrived. So Jane was 14 years old. And in charge of the whole family. In charge of her five younger brothers and sisters. So she loaded them up in the wagon again and took them to Fort Bridger, Wyoming territory. I mean... I'd pick Wyoming over Montana. It's at least warmer. Yeah. Montana. Nothing against Montana. Montana's fine. It's just cold. Uh, I've just he- I just hear it's cold and empty. That's the only thing I have against it. But they uh, they went down to Fort Bridger and then um, they traveled on the Union Pacific Railroad to Piedmont, Wyoming. Um, and she took odd jobs. She worked as a dishwasher, a waitress, a cook, a dance hall girl, an ox team driver, just, you know, making ends meet mm-hmm. for her family. Um, and then now she claims that in 1874, she found work as a scout at Fort Russell. Um, during that time, she also began her on and off employment as a sex worker at the Fort Laramie Three Mile Hog Ranch. Very interesting stuff. Um, she claims um, that she was involved in several campaigns in the long-running military conflicts with Native Americans, and that that is how she got the name Calamity Jane. Um, she, the, Her captain, they were like out... Um, trying to quell an uprising of the Indians, and they, like, during a skirmish, they were, like, fired upon, and her captain was shot, and she, like, turned around and, like, grabbed him and pulled him onto her horse and rode him to safety, (laughs) and that's when he gave her the name Calamity Jane. Um, I don't know. It's not really explained. He just decided that I mean, was a good name for her. I mean, there's a similarity between Canary and 
and Calamity. Yeah, but but he's like, oh, you saved me. From, From now my- on, you're Calamity Jane. It's like, why? I don't know. <laughs> but that story may not be true in the least. Yeah. Um. So even like during her lifetime, people didn't necessarily accept yeah. the story is true. <laughs> um. It's uh, it's not clear. Maybe it was just a nickname that was made up because it sounded good and you know was good for publicity. But um, she she probably um, never did fight Native Americans like that. That probably that doesn't sound like something people would let her do. Right. I mean, the Wild West was the Wild West, and people you know social mores were a little looser. But she, as far as anyone can tell it's not verifiable like it's she probably didn't actually do that um but anyway uh by the time she uh by uh, 1876 she definitely had that nickname because that's when the hickok wagon train uh was reported in deadwood's newspaper proclaiming calamity jane has arrived (laughs) um she, uh, she, let's see, I'm getting lost in my notes here. Um, another, another fun story in her autobiographical pamphlet is that her detachment was ordered to the Bighorn River, um, and that she swam the river and then, like, was traveling around, uh, delivering important dispatches all, like, soaking wet and got ill and then rode to Fort Laramie, and joined a wagon train. Um, so the second part about the wagon train is definitely true because that's where she met Wild Bill Hickok and joined the wagon train that he was a part of. Um, anyway, uh, mostly I just wanted to talk about her sort of early life because that's the bit that's sort of <laughs> sort of fuzzy and interesting. She actually had a very sad life. She ended up becoming an alcoholic and, um, very depressed, and she, uh, passed away at the young age of 51. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, probably alcoholism. It was, um, it was inflammation of the bowels and pneumonia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now there's a woman who claimed to have been the secret daughter of, um, Calamity Jane and Bill Hickok, uh, but her proof is some letters that she claimed her mother wrote to her about everything, but Jane was probably functionally illiterate, so yeah. that doesn't really, uh, <laughs> I was, I called that one. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, she had a rough life, uh, she had some fame for a while, but, but it's a pretty sad story. <laughs> So now that we're nice and depressed, <laughs> let's talk about Snow White. Let's talk about Snow White. So over the last two days, we watched Snow White and the Huntsman and the Huntsman Winter's War. Winter's War. Not, like, to be confused with Captain America Civil War and the Winter Soldier. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, uh, little non sequitur. Uh, we were talking about... 
<laughs> about Civil War movies and how we're just not sure there's any that we like very much. So I was I was Googling Civil War movies and Google gave me a list of films dealing with the American Civil War and the first one on the list was Captain America Civil War, <laughs> which is not about the American Civil War, <laughs> despite what the title might tell you. Uh, so around the... Uh, Beginning of this decade, there was a trend of fairy tale movies. Mm -hmm. um, one of them was Snow White and the Huntsman, but we had Jack the Giant Killer. We had Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Some of these films were better than others. We had um, The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah. But, like, I'm trying to think of the ones that are specifically based upon fairy tales. Oh, right, 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 right. Right. Yeah, because like you know, that, I, I yeah, did kind of yeah. want to talk about um, season season of the witch because I'd say you know the sort of fantasy like Lord of the Rings spawn is part <laughs> of that, but you know there was definitely like a fairy tale right. thing mm -hmm. that was, and there was on. another Snow White movie too that came out. There was I didn't see that one. I liked it. It's yeah. not technically good. <laughs> well, you like a lot of movies that well, aren't it's, technically it's, good. <laughs> it's the director who it's the same director who did The Fall. Oh. Believe it or not. And if you I saw mean, either movie, yeah. you would not believe that he did both movies. <laughs> yeah, that one's <laughs> on my list. Uh, so, yeah, there was, they tried. They tried to do the fairy tale thing there. Well, know? I mean, Mirror, Mirror, which is the other yeah. Snow White one I'm talking about, had Julia Roberts as the evil queen. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see that. You know, yeah. but then we were also talking about while watching Snow White and the Huntsman, who could have been a an, a replacement for uh, one of the roles, which we didn't see was a very well cast, um, and we thought thought Lily Collins, yes, or I thought Lily Collins, current Lily Collins would have been a good option, yeah, but I she I think was in Mirror Mirror. I think she was Snow White in Mirror Mirror. You know, you might be right, I and that I... might be why it occurred to you that she would be good in that. <laughs> Just part. Just some sort of psychological tube in my brain connected them all yeah but oh yeah there was that red riding hood movie with amanda seyfried oh yeah yeah that nobody cared about that no. one huh no I um I, brothers grim yeah that, which is terry gilliam mm -hmm. weirdly uh they were trying to do a thing i think stardust came out around oh, then stardust is one of my favorite movies of all time it's definitely a lot better than people. And when think we talk about some of these witches, I mean, Stardust has a witch that's on par with all these. Witches. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, one that's sort of in the same vein was Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, which is one I do actually want to talk about later because um, there's some <laughs> connections. Um, but yeah, so. Snow White and the Huntsman I is guess, a gritty reboot of Snow White. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I didn't think it had done well, but clearly it did well enough to get a sequel. Yeah, with a, a at least visually detectable lower budget. Yes, but it's a much better film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and like no shade at this time in my life, I mean no shade towards Kristen Stewart, yeah. but she Just didn't gloriously belong there. miscast. Yeah, she didn't belong there. They didn't know yet that they need to 
cast her as a sexually intense lesbian. Yeah. That's what she... Punk. Yeah, that's who she has to play. (laughs) She's not a... She's not an ingenue. Yeah, and the only other woman in that movie is the villain. And they don't, like... Yeah. ...have any chemistry. And that's not the point of the movie. I mean, like... Yeah, in that it was just an unfair matchup. It really was. It was she she had all the cards stacked against her yeah. in that movie. Like yes. Kristen, no, no this is not your fault. Also like no lines. Like at all. Well of course not. She's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, no lines and then just like you know, running around in a dress and then later gets cut off by an axe into a Short skirt, with yeah, tall that boots. weird dress thing that she's wearing that does not do anything for me. No. Uh. So yeah, they're trying to do a thing, and I do appreciate some of what they've done with that that yeah. movie, which you know they 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 do their their modern spin on the Snow White story. They they try to give Snow White a little more um, power and agency in the story. She's mm-hmm. got these magical life powers. Nature's drawn to her, She's and she sort of heals people. The as specialist she girl in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. At least she's like, she matters for a reason other than just being real pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I appreciate that attempt. But then they don't go anywhere. With they don't it. do anything with it, other than it's just like, see, it's proof she's very, very special, and right. she has to be the queen. But then it's like. Give her a sword. Put her on a horse. Charge the castle. Like, it's why like, is that um, how she saves? That seems like a really not smart And, like, she, it doesn't even factor into how she defeats Ravenna. She just stabs her. Yeah. She just does what the huntsman taught her to do and stabs her and wins. And it's yeah. like, that's really how we're going to do this? Like, yeah. the queen. Okay, think about this. Ravenna did her bad thing and became the queen by stabbing, stabbing Snow White's dad. So Snow White stabs her to become yeah. the... Like, is that just how queenship is attained? <laughs> stabbing? Like, I don't Well, it also that. doesn't, like, impart any sort of morality or, like... Right, it's just like, well, of, like, Ravenna's What's just... right, what's wrong? It's right. like, oh, she's so bad, we have to stab her. Well, what if the king was bad? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know anything about this king. We don't. And Ravenna's cooler than anybody else, yeah. so why not side with her? Well, because she's, like, doing really awful tyranty things. Well, but she dresses so nice. <laughs> she does. She's an amazing <laughs> supermodel queen. But she is evil. I mean, I would rather have Snow White on the throne, but I'm just saying the movie could have could be thematically stronger. Yeah, they could have given Snow White more than two outfits. They gave Ravenna like eight. Yeah, every <laughs> scene, a different dress, and I love a it. A headdress, a crown, the a eye ring. makeup. <laughs> the eye makeup. It's always the good. bathing in white paint, the dripping in black paint, the Just crows, everything. <laughs> and then in the sequel, she gets to be gold, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like it was thematically pretty confused. Yeah, uh, and we had the huntsman played by Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, my boy, and he's really good. But he's very serious in the first one, and we all know Mr. Grumpy Depression. That in recent years, he has blossomed into a comedic presence. He's so funny. He's so charming. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he's and he has a couple moments in the first one. Yeah, he's good. We like he's, him. He he 
he played the role that they wanted him to play. He definitely did the thing that he was supposed to. He did a good job of it. But the character was kind of tired. You know, oh, I'm just the broody Scotsman whose wife is dead. (laughs) You know, it's just like, all right, then. Like, he's that guy. Yep. He's Mm -hmm. that guy. He's, you know, he's Strider. He's he's Strider. Yeah. So it's like, all right, that's fine. He did it. Um, Yeah. It's, there's some neat stuff. Visually, there's some really cool stuff. Visually, there's some also kind of weird stuff. The fairies, the little (laughs) naked guys, we hated them. What was the quote that you, that I kept quoting? I don't know. I I wasn't even, I didn't say anything clever. I was just like, like, ew, I hate them. Ew, I hate them. And I was like, oh my God. He just kept laughing for like the next 10 minutes. He just, every once in a while, be like, I hate them. Like, yeah, I do. I hate them. They're ugly little naked boys. They're creepy, weird fairies, and I don't understand why they thought that would be appealing. Uh, the dwarves, however, are great. Very great. Very great. Um, we've got a lot of fun folks playing these dwarves. We've got my favorite, my favorite Ian McShane. We've, we've got, got Nick, Nick Frost. Frost. There's other. Uh, Toby. Toby. Something. Toby. <laughs> Toby. You know, Toby. The British guy. Toby. Yeah. And some others know. that we recognize, but we don't necessarily know the names of. Character actors. Yeah, great. Yeah, British character actors. Real fun stuff with these dwarves. They're real cute. They're charming. Uh, they kick a little butt. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Uh, I'll take Ian McShane in anything. I really will. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, oh, Mr. Finnick O'Dare. Oh, yes. <laughs> Whatever his name is, I don't know the actor's <laughs> name, he's Finnick from The Hunger Games. Uh, he plays the... The childhood friend. The childhood friend slash potential romantic. And then they just don't get together. But they together. just don't, because it's like, because she has agents. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Except for one... not really. <laughs> yeah, well, they try to subvert the, like, true love's kiss awakens her, you know, after she falls into her magic coma, he he kisses her in his grief, and then nothing happens. Yeah, and I joked that Maleficent should have come and kissed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she just woke up because Chris Hemsworth, like, ranted at her for a little no, bit? No, he kissed her. Oh, he did? I guess I missed that. Yeah, we were talking, I We think. were talking. <laughs> yeah. He kisses her, and it's like... Oh, they're true love. It's like, no, his, no, he's got a wife. Yeah. That he's only in love with her. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about that. So maybe she just, maybe the poison just wore off. Yeah, or, <laughs> you know, a different kind of love. I, I, I don't, maybe, she, I mean, maybe Snow White loves him. He doesn't necessarily Right, exactly. We would, the reason why we you didn't see him kiss her is because we were discussing whose perspective is the true love coming from. Right, we were. We were talking about what is in a, even the definition of it. Who decides? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it Ravenna's perception of who she thinks the, her true love would be? Or is it... Is true love a universal constant? Is it measurable? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway... It's a confused movie. It's fun. It definitely is it's better. Pretty, it's better it's than people sassy. give it credit for. It's better than people give it credit for. It probably made as much money as it deserved to at the box office. And it made enough to get a sequel. And it made enough to get a sequel. That's much better. Mm-hmm. So our sequel, it begins years before. Years before. Uh, it turns out Ravenna had a sister also. Oh, brother. We didn't even talk about the brother. He was just nasty. Yeah, the, the creepy brother with the terrible bowl cut. That we don't know his name because it was always shouted <laughs> or whispered. Yeah. 
Bane, Bane, Kane. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he, yeah, he doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't matter at all. Um, and to the point where the 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 pre sequel just, just cuts him. Just yeah, he's just not even brought up. She's got a, a retconned sister. Mm-hmm. Brothers nowhere to be seen. Right. Well, because Emily Blunt. I mean, there's no room for anyone else. You got Charlize <laughs> Theron and Emily Blunt in a room. There's no... no one else can be there. <laughs> just foolish <laughs> which is why everyone else dies in the prequel part of <laughs> yes. the movie so prequel uh we see ravenna doing her thing with a different king yep killing him to killing get him crown. on a chessboard mm-hmm. just like that yep uh she does she's the queen they have a funeral and at this funeral she's just in royal blue she's gorgeous that the eye makeup Every time. Oh my gosh, yep. And there's <laughs> she's just like headdress, royal her, blue. Giving her sister some major side eye because she is literally flirting over the body of the dead king <laughs> with her secret boyfriend, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, not actually Merlin, no, just the actor who played Merlin in the wonderful series. Well, yes, the, the BBC series. Merlin, I should know his name. I don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've yeah. watched enough episodes of Merlin to sh- to have memorized the cast scrolling across the screen. Right. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what the boy's name is, but he's there to smile boyishly. He has like two lines. He does. Yeah. Two lines. He doesn't have a line in this scene, though. He's nope. just making eyes over the corpse of the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like literally right over the body. It's really not the time or the place to be flirting, guys. Well, I mean, but Ravenna has nowhere to judge. She killed sure, the king. Sure, but like... They're right there. In, it's in front of God yeah. and everyone. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Have some decorum. Uh, uh, so, uh, then turns out... She had a baby. Freya. The sister's name is Freya. Freya. She's pregnant by Merlin, <laughs> but he's betrothed to somebody else. And it's like, um, this is the queen's sister. Yeah, there's maybe, really no better catch. Really, there isn't. I mean, maybe if you're, like, scared of the queen, but, like... At this point, nobody knows that she's a bad queen, though. Yeah. Like, At least they not legitimately. Because, like, she just, she just killed the king. Like, to this point, yeah. she was just the queen, just the wife of the monarch. Mm-hmm. So, seems like the king's sister-in-law is a pretty good match. Yeah. But for some reason, Merlin's not supposed to marry her. Right. He's already betrothed. It's one, you it's just get the really one. really important that they be betrothed. <laughs> Um, and then she's like, no, he loves me. I, we'll be together. And Ravenna's like, love doesn't exist. And then she's like, I'll prove it to you. Yeah, by having a baby. <laughs> so she, she carries that pregnancy to term. And then after the baby's born, Merlin's like, all right, I worked it out. We're going to secret Mary. Let's elope. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to meet him in the cover of darkness. And then she looks up at the tower and the baby's nursery's on fire. And he burned the baby. <laughs> he burned the baby like no, it's, no one would. Yeah, you did. That's not, that's not how you commit infanticide. Like if you're gonna commit infanticide, <laughs> that's probably, that's definitely on the bottom of the list of ways. And also like most difficult. Most difficult. Also, most like, incriminating. Most incriminating. Also like, um, how could anybody like even stomach that? Right. And we'll get around. We'll get around to it. To it. But I'm just saying. Yeah, it's re- it, it's this not re- infanticide happened, and it, there's no good reason for yeah. it to have happened yeah. this way. But 
in her grief, her powers, her magical she powers. She does an Elsa. She does an Elsa and she lets it go. She lets it go and shatters him. She freezes and shatters him. By Merlin. Uh, <clears throat> so then she goes off and does some more Elsa-ing, but like badass metal Elsa. <laughs> uh, and raises an army of child soldiers. Because that's what you because do. Because if she can't have a baby, she'll Steal. raise an army. She, yes, an army of other people's babies. <laughs> yep. So she steals all these babies. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Huntsman, his name is Eric, apparently. He yep. didn't have a name before. I it's don't Eric. I he did, yeah. <laughs> Eric is one of these babies. As is a girl named Sarah. Sarah. And she's great. She's the best. Yeah. Okay. So they let's let's move a little faster. Uh, they, they grow up. They love each other, but they're not supposed to because Freya's like... Love is a lie. Love is a lie. That's the only lot. No loving anyone. <laughs> okay, good luck. Uh, they fall in love. They're going to run away together. And Freya's like, no, you don't. And now all your friends are going to fight you. They fight their friends. Freya puts up an ice wall. Through the ice wall, Eric sees Freya, uh, sees Sarah. Sarah get stabbed and die. And then they beat him up and throw him in a river. Smash cut after Snow White. It's <laughs> now a sequel. It's seven years later. It's now a sequel. And he's some kind of very cool, chaotic, good park ranger. Yeah, for, for Snow White in her forest. And now it's Dungeons and Dragons. And now it's Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and it's so much better for it. It's so much better. I didn't... Everything that I thought was going to happen in this movie happened in the first, like, 15 minutes of the film. And then it's like, guess what? It's just going to be fun from here on out. Yes, it's so <laughs> good. Uh, so, uh, turns out, Ravenna's... Mirror, mirror has been stolen. It's got and it's some, corrupting people to like fight amongst themselves. It's got evil juju in it, uh, and we gotta get this thing because Eric realizes that Freya's gonna get it, and that's, and that's bad. Bad because I mean, you know, you can put it together. Yeah, it doesn't need explanation. Ice witch plus magical artifact equals Iceland. Iceland. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Iceland. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then they all start believing in fairies. Yeah. Uh, we've seen them. They're awful little guys. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> the fairies are back, but only briefly and not up close. Not up close, thank God. <laughs> they look... You know what? Have you ever seen Mac and Me? <laughs> You've seen the movie Mac and Me? I have not. It's a it's a it's um, an E.T. knockoff. Mm. And the E.T. knockoff Mac... That's what those fairies look like, and that's why I hate them. I just put it together. They look like Mac and me. Okay. Uh, someone out there will find that very funny, I'm sure. Uh, teams up with with Nick Frost, the dwarf. And his new friend who's his, a bond, bail his, bondsman dwarf. His, his half-brother. Half they have the same mom. They have the same mom. Uh, and they team up because the dwarves are like, well, we're coming with you. And he's like, I guess I can't stop you. Um, Finnick shows up for a hot second to tell him that this is... And he's is, clean. He's clean, he's on a horse, <laughs> and he's like, this is the exposition. Oh, yeah. And the mirror was making Snow White go crazy. Yeah, we see her, for one second, it probably wasn't even Kristen Stewart. Right? Because yep. you don't see her face. Uh, so, yeah, he shows up to exposit, uh, and then Hemsworth's like, I'll take it from here. Uh, and he does. And then they go to a tavern and it's fairy dungeons and dragons. Mm -hmm. Nick He's Frost, getting information from the tavern keeper. Nick Frost hits on a barmaid. She dumps a beer on his head. It's fun! It's fun! It's so fun! 
fun, and they have some very misogynistic things to say about female dwarves. Yes. And it made us uncomfortable. Yes. But those, it gets sort of... It gets... Better later. Better later, but I still didn't like it. It's still, yeah. It's still very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, And then, oh no, oh no, Huntsman Ambush, it's all the other Huntsmen. And he's like... They're like, oh, you're the huntsman, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I am. And they're like, so are we. And you're like, oh, no. Well, Nick Frost is like, oh, he's the huntsman. Oh, right. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, really? Okay. So they kick his butt. Yeah, because there's like seven of them. Yeah, he puts up a good fight. He does. There's uh, a great uh, bar brawl. And I noticed a very uh, interesting choice. No background music. It's Not even just, like a jaunty bar brawl theme yeah, or anything. Yeah, it's all diegetic sounds. It was... It was interesting. Yeah, it was very down to earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. They have a good brawl, especially for a fantasy. They get knocked. He gets tossed out into the street. They're about to kill him when who's this mysterious figure coming out of the darkness with like tonfas that turn into like a cool sword? Yeah, it's sword well, thing. what it is? It's like antlers. Oh, okay. they're antlers that, that are blades that are swords. It's very cool. Like the handle are is like a gilded antler, antler antlers. Thing. They're very cool. Uh, I love those antlers. So. Figure comes spin kicking out of the darkness. Kicks all their butts by herself. Well, they, this mysterious genderless shape, (laughs) kicks all their butts. And he's like, whoa, you kicked all their butts. Takes off the hood, takes off the mask. It's Sarah. She didn't die. It's his wife. Whoa. And then she knocks him out. Yeah, because he's like googly eyed and she's like, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, time to knock you out because it's that fun thing. Yeah. Um... Turns out, she thought that he abandoned her. Yeah, and he thought that she died. It was a magical ice wall Magic mirror trick. thing. Yep, she she tricked him. He she saw him run away, even though he didn't. He saw her die, even though she didn't. He got tossed into the river. She got locked up in the tower and brainwashed. Uh, and then they decide. Now they, there's still some misunderstanding. Here. But she like, doesn't believe. Just like fucking hot chemistry though oh they have the chemistry oh we haven't even said who she is oh she's jessica chastain she's jessica chastain with a thick irish accent scottish. is it scottish it's scottish okay anyway they're gorgeous and she's redheaded and i love it she's so powerful <laughs> she's so powerful <laughs> uh so they got it they they she still doesn't he's like oh boy let's be married and she's like no i don't trust you yeah uh but we have to go on this adventure together to stop the queen they meet some lady dwarves who come along to help they're great and then they gotta fight the goblins this is so dungeons and dragons my friend uh-huh they we get, gotta get the magic artifact they've got these the fun little dwarf sidekicks mm-hmm. and they gotta go and have a little mini adventure in the goblins den and the goblins are very interesting they're goblins. very scary too yeah okay because they're like they're like fawn gorillas they have they're apes with horns like big goat horns big goat horns and like nasty like mouths and gnarly mouths and no nose whatsoever and they're like adorned in like like gold. their horns have been dipped in gold. They've got like gold paint all mm-hmm. over them. They look really cool. They live beside a river of molten gold. Don't know how that works. Don't care. <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, they've got all this gold everywhere. They gotta fight off all the the goblins and get the mirror. And it's fun. And the dwarves are carrying it out as the huntsmen are fighting and fighting. And the, and the goblins have black blood. That's like tar. it's like tar. And so they like 
burst into flames, which is really cool. Yes, yes. Sarah does burn them, and it's a great moment. It's it's just so Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Now, we looked this up, because I was like, who directed this damn film? Because there's so much cool stuff here. It's mm-hmm. so... Original? It's, while maintaining its sort of integrity as a fantasy movie? Yeah, it's just really fun and fresh feeling. Uh, and it turns out it's the directorial debut of Cedric Nicholas Troyan, who was a visual effects supervisor and second unit director on the first film. Which is all the cool stuff from the first film, which were the visuals yes. and the effects. The visuals were the best part, so they took that guy and just gave him the whole movie, and it's the better for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, now they, Sarah's still not sure about Eric, and she's like, I don't think I trust you, but she saw that he still wears the necklace that she And then gave she's him. like, boom, back in love. Back in love, and then that's when the goblin attack happens. And then she has to burn up all the goblins, and she thinks that he died too. But it's like, he, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, of course, it, you didn't kill off Chris Hemsworth in the middle of the film. You no. didn't. Just like, you don't. She didn't actually die in the beginning of the movie because Jessica Chastain, five minutes in. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> conspicuous. Empty how. So, uh, yeah, turns out he didn't die and she loves him and they do it. They do it and then the queen comes, the ice Leia queen. shows up the next morning and is like, guess what? She was a double agent for me. Love is fake. And she's riding a giant polar bear thing. Monster thing. It's great. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It's very, oh, I just realized it's a very, very much the White Witch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All I these mean, witches must have like a phone tree or something. Yeah. That they just like update each other on their outfits. They are all the disciples of the Snow Queen. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Freya's like, I'm going to prove to you that love is fake. Sarah, kill Eric. And Sarah's like, it's like, just like arrow. not even a hesitation. Not a moment of hesitation. And Freya's like, wow, damn. All and right. then she just hops on a horse and she's like and galloping out there. And away. she's like, okay, let's not investigate because she left. Oh, a couple of the dwarves got iced. That was very sad. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they stole them. And yeah, they took it. Well, she's got to have her collection of ice statues. Yeah. Everyone she freezes, she takes and puts on her big scary chessboard. Uh, so they cart those dwarves off, and then the two remaining dwarves are like, oh, shit, he's dead. And they pull the arrow out, and he's like, I'm not dead. Turns yep. out, she shot me in the necklace. She never misses. She loves me! And it's <laughs> And the dwarves cute. are like, are you, what? Are you sure? <laughs> and he's like, yes. I'm so super sure, you guys. And he's like, the happiest he's been in the entire film. He's like, my wife shot me! <laughs> yes! <laughs> super cute. So... So then they hatch a rescue plan. Yeah, they're going to kill the queen. They're going to do a, a weird heist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they break into the castle. It's very fun. Uh, Hemsworth is found out by this girl, but she's like, I'm the little girl you were nice to when I was first brought to, the, to Freya. So I am on your side and I'm going to let you assassinate the queen. Meanwhile... Freya finds, gets the mirror and mounts yeah. it on her wall and talks to it. And then who, who, should, who, should, who should oobble out of it in a puddle of gold? It's Ravenna! And, she, and she's all like gold leaf. Oh my god. And she has like braids which are painted gold. Everything is gold. <laughs> I love 
gold. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, she's like, guess what? I'm a lich now. Turns yep. out I'm a lich. I'm somewhere between life and the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, she's super a lich, and the mirror is her phylactery. And they it's, do not use the word lich, but it's like... It's Dungeons and Dragons, man! It's Dungeons and Dragons! She's a lich! <laughs> so, uh, Freya's like, okay, cool, I guess and then we're hanging Ravenna out And does now. her thing where she starts to sort of be bossy and take over. Yeah, she's doing a little bit of negging, mm-hmm. as she does. <laughs> yep. And, uh, when... Hemsworth is about to assassinate Freya, and and Ravenna's nowhere to be seen, and then suddenly she's she there. Catches she the catches arrow. the arrow out of the air, and she and throws, throws it back, it back, at, back him. at him, and it's really cool. <laughs> and, yeah. So, we're just recapping. Uh, I really love that, like, the whole thing is we can't let Freya get the mirror because then she'll be too powerful. It's like, no, they would have killed each other. <laughs> right, and they do. <laughs> they it's do. Right. Um, so, yeah, things play out. It's a big fight. Turns out Freya loves all of her stolen child soldiers. They were the replacement for love in her life. Um, and so she freezes the mirror, and then Hemsworth throws an axe at it. Yeah, because Ravenna's just, like, indiscriminately killing them, and Freya's like, wait, those are my kids! And they have a big witch fight, and it's real cool, and they kill each other. Uh, and then Hemsworth and Chastain live are fine, happily ever kind after. Of. It's great. <laughs> And the dwarves get together. I gotta say, love it. It's heartwarming. It's sweet. I love all the love in this movie. It's just so intensely heterosexual, though. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's the straightest movie. Oh. Well, yeah. And, like, the... Yeah. Just everyone's pairing off into breeding couples. It Yes. But I forgive it because they're... I mean, Jessica Chastain and Liam... Oh, I, or, I, I, uh, and Chris Hemsworth. No, they're great together. But it's just, like, this is a movie about love and everyone's just, like... Yeah. Getting straight married. Like, they, they they could have easily made a small switch, and instead of having them be sisters, have them be lovers. Yeah. Or even just, like, other kinds of love. They sort of yeah. talk about, like, don't we love each other? We were right, raised as siblings. Right. Oh, yeah. Him Fight and, with him me. And his, him and his And brother, I wish they'd given unquote. a little bit more of that. Just, like, other oh, yeah. kinds of love. Oh, yeah. more lines to that Instead guy. of just, like, s- just straight romantic love. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. come on. But, like... It's a fun enough movie that you're not thinking no, too hard about it's it. It's great. It's great. It's the best Dungeons and Dragons campaign I've ever seen. It should, it's better than the Dungeons and Dragons it movie. It should have been the Dungeons and Dragons movie. It really, <laughs> it's got all of the great things that you look for. We Just like as we were watching it, we were like, oh no, he failed his climb check. But he saved his, ref- <laughs> he got his reflex save. So it's great. Uh, it's just fun. Like mm-hmm. it's just fun. And I think that that's because I we were talking about while we were watching it, what we thought like made the difference and i think it's because they were free to do whatever they wanted yeah they weren't stuck following this tropey they didn't have to fit to the fairy tale structure they yeah. didn't have to hit these story beats like yeah. they they could do their own thing and it's so much they better. don't have to repeat the same thing over and over like hair as black as a raven's w-. like that yeah. whole bullshit like <laughs> so we we all tired. know it so like skip it and i mean part of it is like the Huntsman got to be happy in this movie. He got to be fun. Yeah. Like, in the first movie, he was just so grouchy and dour. In this one, it's like a totally different guy, and I yeah. love it. It's mm-hmm. so much better. Like, honestly, this didn't need to be a sequel to Snow White. Like, it, that's how it got to exist, yeah. was to be a sequel to Snow White. But it, was, it wasn't It was really a sequel to Snow White. Yeah. Like, it had, 
you know, other than, like, and then Ravenna shows up. But it, like, it had nothing to do with the events of Snow White at yeah. all. Yeah. Snow White was not even really in it. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, it's great when a cool movie can just sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people didn't see it. Well, there was controversy with the first movie, with Kristen Stewart and the director, and that whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So that's one of the reasons why the first one... Well, one of the reasons why people didn't really get too into the first one, other than it's not the best movie. It's not horrible, but it's not mm-hmm. amazing. And then this one, it was, like, in the shadow of that, I think. And also, it's like... I mean, there were a lot of not-so-good movies that looked just like it coming out. Yeah. You know, it just got lost in the flood of bad, grown-up fairy tales. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it barely made back its budget at the box oh, office. Oh, no. Yeah, it, the budget was $115 million, It made $165 million. Oh. Yeah. So that means no, th- no third one. Oh, no. No. I mean... You know, it's been a few years now, so it it wouldn't, wouldn't, (laughs) they wouldn't. But they left it open, just in case. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they'd just make the Huntsman franchise. That'd be cool. Well, but Ravenna is still possibly alive in one of her gold crows. Yeah, she's just Voldemort. She's got horcruxes everywhere. Right. Uh, Which is fine, because it's like, she's amazing. You can't have a movie without her. She's so good. Um, And we also talked about while we were watching the first one. How her line delivery is very much like Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's just it's just that amazing over the top melodrama, just oh, the yeah. crazy scenery chewing. My brother. Yeah, just yelling and screeching <laughs> and, and then whispering. whispering. It's great. That's just like the that's just gotta be the most fun kind of role oh, to play. Like, can you imagine? She got to dress up in the coolest shit. Crawl on the ground. crawl on the ground in black. Ooze. Yeah, she's great. Wear a ton of... I mean, the makeup was probably a lot of work. Yeah, but Sitting through like, all that. Oh, it's so gorgeous. The well, and then all the old leaf. makeup, too. Yeah, the old makeup. Well, I think probably a lot of that was digital. Yeah, you could tell. Um, Now, one thing I did want to talk about, because it, it is part of this movie just being so intensely heterosexual, is... um. It reminded me of Oz the Great and Powerful Mm -hmm. in that we've got this really interesting villain whose whole motivation boils down to my boyfriend betrayed me. Yeah. Um, Very much like the Wicked Witch in Oz the Great and Powerful. It's like you took one of the great female movie villains and you turned her into a scorned woman. Right. Like, can we not... Can we not? And Freya was a much more interesting and complex character than that. I I liked her a lot better and I thought it it worked because the whole theme of the movie was, you know, trusting in love and Mm -hmm. love overcoming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was fine. But I did get some little tickles in the back of my brain like, "Mm, do we really want to do that? Do we have to? (laughs) Like, at at least... um, at least Snow White didn't do that with uh, Ravenna, though. Yeah. She was just like, no, I'm just a bad bitch, and I'll <laughs> kill you. Like, that's it. There's there's no, like, hurt behind her. She's just a fucking psychopath. Like, there's her motivation is that she's a fucking narcissistic psycho. That's it! She's like, I want to live forever and have magical powers. I want to be the queen of everything and be the most beautiful person in the world. That's it. That's all I want. And, and Why live- do I want it? Because I want it! <laughs> and I have a way to get it. Yeah. 
I her just, mom's like, I will make you into this thing. And she's like, thanks, mom. Like, that's it. There's no tragic backstory. Yeah. She just became well, the thing. There's a sort of an implication that, like, her village was being raided by an evil king. And so she destroyed him. Yeah, sure. But evil king is relative. But she gets no, like... There's no pathos. There's no, oh, no, like... Well, the pathos is she's just, like, cool. Yeah. They don't like, have I'm to... Like, I'm on her side the whole time because she's over the top. She's gorgeous. Dramatic. Gorgeous. <laughs> like, just... She's just fun. Fun. She's just a fun villain. She's... And, and I, I compare her... I don't know how much I said it while we were watching, but she's very much like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's witch in Stardust. Yeah. Just, like, fun, just dramatic, evil goddamn beautiful. witch. Just, like... I'm a witch. What do you expect me to be? Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to take everything. Yeah. I get to have it. I'm going to cut out your heart because that's what I do. Yeah. (laughs) And I, and I like that. I appreciate that. She's just crazy. Like she's just an evil psycho. It's great. It's great. Oh, it reminds me of Stardust at the end when she's like about to cut out her heart and then she slams the obsidian knife into the table and it breaks and she's like, go! Leave me be! And then as they're running out, she cuts the chandelier cord and she just starts cackling. She's like, ha! You fucking idiots! You thought that that's the kind of villain I was? You stupid! You're so funny! Oh my yeah, goodness. Great. I just it's... love an unhinged villain. Yes! And that's Ravenna. Ravenna. Uh, so good. Um, oh, I also like, even though her brother was kind of gross and not super compelling, when he dies, yeah, it's a great scene. she's using her magic to keep him alive. And she has to cut him loose. She has to cut him loose because she's going to lose all of her power. Yeah, and she's he's, like, he's dying uh-uh, and she's like... This is the me show. Yeah, sorry, buddy. You were useful. I liked having you around, but... <laughs> and you were creepy, but you let my prisoner go. Yeah. Stupid. But, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just feel like that was a really unfortunate thing they kept doing with these movies. Like, as much as I love Maleficent... It was the same deal. Yeah. You know, scorned woman. It's like, she was this amazing, scary, evil fairy in the cartoon. And they're like, you know what it was, though? It was was that her boyfriend betrayed her. (laughs) And it's like, they all of them were betrayed (laughs) by their boyfriends? Is that the most important thing? Oh, my God. We'll have to find out when Little Mermaid comes out if Ursula was betrayed by her boyfriend. King Triton. King Triton. You know they're going to. Either that or, like, the king on land or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what they like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeepers, um, what else can we say about this fun film? Okay. So, we have talked a little bit about the unfortunate casting of Kristen Stewart. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we both really like her. Mm-hmm. Just not in that movie. Yeah. Whereas the sequel just... It's, it's just hit, 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 hit. Everyone is perfect. Everyone is a he- I mean, there's just a lot of heavy hitters in that yeah. movie. The only one that doesn't really do anything is the Finnick, but it's like but he, he doesn't was, have a role. And he was fine in he the was previous He was fine in the prequel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was... Or in the, the first one. prequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was fine in the previous film. He he was reasonably cast. You know, mm-hmm. he, he seems sweet and boyish and... But doesn't do a great Ravenna impersonation when she's pretending to be him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. 
That was fun. Though, I gotta say, the actor did a great role with that. Like, that when he's... Oh, yeah. When it's like you realize it's Ravenna, that's like, like a twist. in his shape. Mm-hmm. Just like his mannerisms mm-hmm. changed. I was like, you seem female right now. <laughs> like, he did a really good yeah. job of just like very subtly shifting into... I am a mature woman. Like, he did it. I was like, damn, Finnick, you can act. That was good. Good job, boy. Yeah, I liked that. Um, now, I we, I mentioned it uh, sort of at the top. Um, I recently watched a movie that was great for more comical reasons. <laughs> I decided to watch Season of the Witch starring Nicolas Cage. And that is one of the worst cast films I've <laughs> ever seen. Uh, it, I'd say it's related to this sort of rash of fairy tale films. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's like, let's take fantasy and make it dark. Let's do witches and they're evil witches. Um, that was a very fun film. But like, Nick Cage, he was worse cast than Kristen Stewart. <laughs> they should have switched. <gasps> Nicholas Cage as Snow White. Oh no! However, so Kristen Stewart starring in Season of the Witch, I would watch that in oh, goddamn oh, yeah. heartbeat. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. what she needs, she to, needs be to be doing. She needs to be the not the dam. I mean, she wasn't a true damsel in distress. And so she was just nothing. She was just kind of eh. yeah. She was just nothing. No, I want to see her kicking ass. Yeah. and and have it be justified. It's like no, because like they're like okay, Snow White. Pick up a sword, get some armor on, and it's like, how does she know how to do this? Yeah. She shouldn't be able to participate in this fight. She yeah. has no training. There's not even this. a montage. She grew up in a tower. Like, there's no, there's nothing. There's no reason why she can do this. She just can because the movie needs her to put on some armor and be Joan of Arc for a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if she was like a super badass knight in Season of the Witch, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would want. Yeah, we were discussing how we would cast that film better. Yeah. We we talked about Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. Who, who did you... I don't remember. Yeah. Um, it's also got Ron Perlman, who's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Ron. I do. You're not great at delivering fake old-timey lines. And, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to deliver these fake old-timey lines in a mm-hmm. way that sounds convincing. Hemsworth can do it. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, who, I don't know, I've lost my train of thought now, but, uh, oh, the, 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 the boy in Season of the Witch, um, why can't I think of his oh, name? Oh, uh, Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan, our Irishman, he can do it. Mm-hmm. He's in Season of the Witch and he can deliver those lines and it's, frankly, because he's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> They shouldn't have cast Americans in those lead roles. Mm-hmm. But then they made him do, they made Sheehan do a stupid fake non-accent to match everybody else's stupid fake non-accents. Yeah. Nobody in that movie is speaking a real dialect. It's all just fakey British. Yeah. Like, also don't have Kristen Stewart do one. <laughs> yeah, she's not great at it. It's not like, it's passable, but it's like. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. I mean, Hemsworth is great. His Scottish accent's not the best Scottish accent well, no, I've ever but he, heard. He, he but at least fine. has some sort of accent he, uh, that is similar enough to sort of build off of. He pulls it off. Yeah. He, he pulls it off. I'll, I'll give him that much. But no, Kristen Stewart doesn't really... But Jessica Chastain's is impeccable. Yes. She's 
great. She's just the best thing about that whole movie. She really is. And I remember, so so it was either like right before the movie was, the first movie was over or right after. And I was telling you about the second one. I was like, oh yeah, Jessica Chastain. And your whole face lit up. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, it's actually worth watching that one. (laughs) What, really? (laughs) Yeah, I love her to death. Like, Crimson Peak, are you kidding me? (laughs) Now that's her tearing up the scenery. Oh yeah. Oh, she just chews it to bits, doesn't she? Right. Well, and like I would, I will say this. This is kind of harsh. Emily Blunt's the worst part about the sequel. And she's not bad. No, it's just because it's a a more timid character. Right, and you know, I mean, she's an ice queen. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, you can't out bitch. Ravenna. And and she's not supposed to. She's not supposed to. She's supposed to contrast her. Yes. And and I think part of it is just that the that the character's a bit tired. Right. Like it's you know, we were saying it's like, okay, so she's a scorned woman. Yeah. All right. Oh, we didn't even say. Um Ravenna's Ravenna mind controlled Merlin to murder the baby with fire. Yeah, so it, that's so, why they killed each other. And so um it was uh I guess that she's just that extra that she needs to make him burn the baby to death with fire. Um, well, because the baby would have been more beautiful than her. Yes, apparently. But all, but she also used. Okay, so in the so, okay, so there's some there's some stuff there. So she sort of words it poorly, and uh, uh, Freya finds out, figures it out. She's like, "Oh, I made I you, made pay, you I made stronger. you stronger." And she's like, "So how'd you do that? What do you mean?" When you say that, exactly, <laughs> just like said. give me some, and then she's like, "Oh, oh, I don't need to tell you right now." She says she has a really bad excuse, and she's like, "No," and then she freezes it out of her head. Yeah, she's like, "I'm in charge actually, because you're the mirror, and I'm the boss of the mirror." So, yep, we're coming then, clean right now. And then we have a flashback of Ravenna talking to the mirror, and she said, "And the mirror's like, she's gonna be more beautiful than you." Man, so Ravenna, it's not even that she wanted to make her sister more powerful. No, she just didn't want to be her. Yeah, she didn't want her beauty threatened. I know. Is that all you do, Ravenna? You just find you just can't let anyone be prettier. It's just the same story over and oh, over. Oh, but I love when she comes up to Jessica Chastain's character and she's, she's like, like, "Pretty, pretty," <laughs> and it's like, "Um, excuse me, <laughs> Jessica Chastain is like." Oh my god, with the braids. But she was all scarred and stuff, so that's probably... Scarred and and dirty. And it's definitely a compliment from Ravenna. Yeah, she even's willing to say that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Willing Uh, to say it, but not willing to suck her beauty out of her. Yeah, she's like, "Uh, I'm not threatened, but... Right. You're you're all right. (laughs) Yeah, it was... uh, it was it was fun, mm-hmm. you know. It was just a good time. Like I'm sure, you know, in a couple of days I'll think of more flaws. More flaws, but like they didn't matter because it was just fun yeah. and and it felt fresh. Yeah, and again, I think the director is uh, responsible. Like mm-hmm. he has a visual eye mm-hmm. for stuff that's not only like really cool looking, but also like. Oh, this is different. Something new. Yeah, like, it's not. Ravenna has like weird ferrofluid fluid magic. Yeah, magnet magic that's like dark and creepy. Black tentacles, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this one really benefited over the original in that it, it wasn't so self serious. Yeah. You know, it got to be fun. It, you know, it got to feel like a real adventure. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh no, the world is bad and yeah. we have to fight the darkness. Like it. Well, you 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 could predict like some of the major story beats, but you couldn't figure out like what's what are they where are we gonna go next? Yeah, like there yeah there were just some really fun stops along the way, and yeah, just 
it's just a good time and I love a good time movie and that's what I think that you know the gems of this particular era this particular trend are the ones that are just fun yeah or or that decide to sort of break the mold enough that it's like they're they're sort of leaving the trappings of of the tired stories behind Uh uh-huh and yeah, this one really benefited from just being like, all right, it's you know nominally a Snow White movie, but it has nothing to do with Snow White. <laughs> uh, and you know, at like around the same time as my beloved Three Musketeers, it's mm-hmm. just like crazy wild fun. Like mm-hmm. just let's just have fun with a movie, can we please? And especially when at the time, like everything was trying to be so serious. You know, yeah. it was the Dark Knight franchise, it was the gritty reboot mm-hmm. times. And gritty dark movies. Boy, let's just have fun, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any recommendations this week? Um, I don't know if we either of us would recommend it, but we did watch Vox Lux. I liked it more than you did. You I did. Think. I didn't hate it, but I was just a little like I mean it's a it's a weird it's one. It's a tough one too. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's not what I thought it was. I enjoyed it, but it's 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 not for everybody. No, I wouldn't show it to anybody. <laughs> Unless somebody I wouldn't was like, show it to my worst enemy. <laughs> I would show it to my worst enemy. It wasn't my least favorite movie of all time, but it was definitely like, oh, oh. Yeah, it was. It was not what I had expected, but yeah. I, I kind of appreciated that about it. Um, other than that, I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, I started watching uh, Lucifer, and that's fun. Yeah, get on that Lucifer train. Yeah. Ooh, it's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Just good times, you know? Yeah. Just charming people. Just good charming, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, charming mm-hmm. people being sexy. Yeah. Let's have that. Yeah. That's all we need. Let's, <laughs> just, we need. let's just let's just give ourselves something. No, good. I just miss the magician. <laughs> Whatever. That 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 show will mess It'll be you back. Up. It'll be back. It'll be it, back. It, it messes you just up. Just another seven, eight months. And then yeah. it's back. I I promise you this. Lucifer, it does get, you know, emotional, but it will not fuck you up. In the I way like to be fucked up. I know though. you do. <laughs> but sometimes I just need to rest. Right. I just need some rest. I need some rest, please. Uh, well, um, my recommendation is actually not very restful. Um, so, Philosophy Tube, really like this uh, YouTube channel. I've showed you mm-hmm. a couple videos. Um, he's got... A new one that just came out, like, today. Uh, so, you know, listeners, a few days ago, if you're listening to this on release day, um, the new video is titled Men Abuse Trauma. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's, well, okay. So he made this video about a year ago that was about, like, suicidal ideation and suicide and he talks about his own experience with mental illness and suicidal ideation and his personal experience of suicide attempts. Um, and he comes up with this, he, he sort of personifies it with this character, the cosmonaut. It's just really beautiful and fascinating and really thoughtful and impactful. And so this episode is sort of this long-awaited sequel to mm-hmm. that one. Um, and it's very good and very smart he's really good at like weaving lecture and drama together Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's great he's great i like philosophy tube a lot it's a great channel 
That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. You can check us out on Twitter at LitMeritPod for updates and news, or if you want to suggest a movie for us to watch. Yeah, uh, please do. Uh, uh, anything else for us to do? <laughs> yeah, if, if there's something you want us to... We also uh, post little fun little clips if you... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to do this more. I mean, more. if you're already listening, you probably have already heard them, but yeah, they're I've, fun and funny. Yeah, I've been making little videos, little excerpts, so you can send them to your friends to convince them that we're entertaining. What was if, the if most recent one? It was so funny. It was the one about um, Billy and Mrs. Wheeler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy issues. <laughs> Mommy issues. Uh, and thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, no, no guilty, guilty pleasures. pleasures.